Hello, I'm Pastor Nathan from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. In this installment of Walking Our Way Through the Bible, we come to Acts chapter 12. So let's begin in verse 1. We'll read the chapter and then we'll come back and reflect a little bit. About that time, King Herod violently attacked some who belonged to the church, and he executed James, John's brother, with the sword. When he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter too, during the festival of unleavened bread. After their arrest, he put him in prison and assigned four squads of four soldiers each to the guard to guard him, intending to bring him out to the people after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was praying fervently to God for him. When Herod was about to bring him out for trial, that very night Peter, bound with two chains, was sleeping between two soldiers. While the sentries in front of the door guarded the prison, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell, striking Peter on the side. He woke him up and said, Quick, get up, and the chains fell off his wrists. Get dressed, the angel told him, and put on your sandals, and he did. Wrap your cloak around you, he told him, and follow me. So he went out and followed him, and he did not know that what the angel did was really happening, but he thought he was seeing a vision. After they passed the first and second guards, they came to the iron gate that leads into the city, which opened to them by itself. They went outside and passed one street, and suddenly the angel left him. When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's grasp, and from all that the Jewish people expected. As soon as he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where many had assembled and were praying. He knocked at the door of the outer gate, and a servant named Rhoda came to answer. She recognized Peter's voice, and because of her joy, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter was staying at the outer gate. You're out of your mind, they told her, but she kept insisting that it was true, and they said, it's his angel. Peter, however, kept on knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were amazed. Motioning them with his hand to be silent, he described to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. Tell these things to James and the brothers, he said, and he left and went to another place. At daylight, there was a great commotion among the soldiers as to what had become of Peter. After Herod had searched and did not find him, he interrogated the guards and ordered their execution. Then Herod went down from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. Herod had been very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. Together they presented themselves before him. After winning over Blastus, who was in charge of the king's bedroom, they asked for peace, because their country was supplied with food from the king's country. On an appointed day, dressed in royal robes and seated on the throne, Herod delivered a speech to them. The assembled people began to shout, It's the voice of a god and not of man. At once an angel of the Lord struck him, because he did not give the glory to God, and he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God flourished and multiplied. After they had completed their relief mission, Barnabas and Saul returned to Jerusalem, taking along John, who was called Mark. You know, every chapter that we go through in Acts just seems packed with so much detail. And here again we see kind of this this very interesting situation where James is killed by Herod. And it seems like every chapter of Acts is just filled with all these different details and all these new steps for the church and the way that the Christian community is acting in the world. And we see here in Acts chapter 12 that James is martyred, that he's killed by Herod, executed with the sword, while Peter is just arrested. Now, we see this amazing display where God sends this angel, and this angel walks Peter through the prison, has chains fall off, doors just open up on their own, and then kind of this humorous situation where Peter comes, and the servant Rhoda is so excited to see Peter that she leaves the gate shut and just runs in and lets the people know that Peter's there. 
Of course, they don't believe her right away. Uh, but then Peter comes in and they see and, and they go about their business. But one of the questions that this causes us to ask is that, you know, why was James not saved? God sent this angel to save Peter in this amazing way, this miraculous way. But James wasn't saved. We see later in the chapter that Herod is struck down by God. Well, couldn't God have struck down Herod just a little bit earlier, right? And said both James would be spared and Peter wouldn't be arrested? And this is a difficult question because in our own lives, we look around and we see that, you know, somebody who is followed after God, loved their family, was living a great life, a lot of times their life is taken and there's not really a good reason why, or we can't see a reason why. Well, other people face, you know, receive healings, receive miracles. And it's a question that people ask often. And it's a question that's plagued my mind pretty frequently is why does God choose to spare some and not others from the suffering of the world? Now, both James and Peter were saved. The eternal destiny is secured and um, they're both living in eternity with God. But it's hard from a finite human perspective to look at this and say, that doesn't seem fair that God would go to such an extent to save Peter from the threat of Herod, but not for James. And this is honestly, you know, there's not a great answer for it, except that God knows more than we do. We're not given a reason in Acts chapter 12, why James was not saved. We're not given a reason in Acts 12, why God went to such lengths to save Peter. But we do know throughout the, the, whole of the Bible, is that God is working things out for the good of those who love him. He's working things out to advance his glory and advance his kingdom. And we as members of his household and citizens of his kingdom benefit when God is glorified. And so if you're going through a difficult time right now and you're asking that question, why did God act here? But he seems not to have acted here. I invite you to pray and express that to God. If it's an angry voice or a frustrated voice, or, or a fed-up attitude, present that to God in honesty and in truth and ask that he would win over your heart so that even if you don't understand exactly why he's working in the world the way that he is, that he would fill you with his peace and with his joy because ultimately there's going to be things that we don't understand until we're in the presence of God and we can ask him directly. Uh, and maybe even then there'll be things that are beyond our understanding, but we need to trust in the person of God and who he is and not necessarily in our ability to understand every aspect of how he works in the world. I hope this has helped you as you seek to understand and study Acts chapter 12 and the rest of the Bible. And I pray that in all things, God's name will be glorified and his will will be done.